Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. With the mystery of the Bartlett logging camp solved and Nancy Harmon on her way to Metropolis to work at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, rather than cut their vacation short, have engaged a French-Canadian guide, Baptiste, to take them on a two-week dog sled trip. The first night out, they camp in a forest clearing where Baptiste amuses them with tall stories of his prowess. But unknown to either Kent or Jimmy, they are being watched. Two hard-bitten men who occupy a cabin deep in the woods and seem to be engaged in a strange, secretive business are even now moving slowly toward the fire around which Jimmy, Kent, and Baptiste are grouped. Listen. Hold up a minute, Chuck. You see him in the clearing? Yeah, I see him. Which one's the Canuck driver? The one on the right. The other guy looks pretty big. He ain't so big. All right, now remember what I told you. Keep your mouth shut. Okay, Bo. Let's go. We got you covered. Don't nobody move. Hey, what are these? Where are you? Hold in on him, Chuck. Hey, why is those rifles the other way? Yes, we do, mine. Stand up, come on. We're doing this like this, monsieur. We're not interested in whether you like it or not. See what's in the sled, Chuck. Okay. May I ask why we're being held up this way? What have we done? I don't know what you've done, mister, but we're here to see that you don't do any more of it. I'm sorry, but I don't understand any more of what. Got a license to trap furs? But we do not have the furs. I can't you're crazy. Keep that big mouth of yours shut or I'll shut it for you. Nothing in the circle. Just some sleeping bags. You're pretty lucky we didn't catch you with no skin. 
Now pack up and get out of here. Why, we planned to camp here for the night. Well, your plans have been changed, mister. Don't give me no argument. Pack up and get. This I have never heard of. It is insult to Baptiste. Why do we have to move? Because this is a government game preserve. You're not allowed to camp on it. Tell your driver to pack up. Chuck, put the fire on. Okay. Well, afraid we'll have to move, Baptiste. Hitch the dogs up. I've never heard of it. Are you gentlemen game wardens? That's it, mister. Well, where can we camp? Where does the preserve end? Five miles west of here. You mean we have to go five miles through the darkness? That ain't my headache, mister. Your driver should have known better. Fire out, Chuck. Yeah, all but a couple of embers. Okay. Sorry we had to bust in on you like this, but orders is orders. Good night. Good night. Oh, that's a nice how do you do. Teeth is ready to chew nails. Listen to him. So am I, Jimmy. I don't quite understand this. Well, there isn't much to understand. This is a game preserve, they said, and you're not allowed to camp on it. I wonder. You wonder what? I wonder whether it is a game preserve. Certainly Baptiste should know. What did they think we were, fur trappers? I guess so. Well, dogs are hitched up, Mr. Kent. Might as well start. I think we're going to stay right here, Jimmy. But gosh, those game wardens said... I know what they said. Baptiste! We're not moving, Baptiste. We're staying right here. Unhitch the dog. You you mean this? Yes. uh, Don't light any fire. What's the idea, Mr. King? Oh, just a hunch. You think there's something wrong? Yeah, Baptiste think he will write the letter to the president. I don't know, Jimmy. Right now, it's only a hunch. We'll see. Maybe I'm mistaken. Get the dogs unhitched, Baptiste, and be quiet about it. Baptiste, he's quiet like you. How can we stay here without a fire, Mr. Kent? What about the animals? We'll take turns sleeping. You and Baptiste start off. I'll sit up and watch. What if those game wardens come back? I don't think they will. And if they do, the worst that can happen is they'll tell us to move on again. All right, come on. Let's get the sleeping bags out of the sled. Getting late. We've got to make an early start in the morning. As the long northern night wears on, Jimmy and Baptiste sleep comfortably in their fur-lined bags. And Clark Kent, alert to every sound, sits up in the darkness. Far off in the distance, a snow owl hoots mournfully. The dense woods give forth the faintly heard rustle of prowling beasts, drawn near by the spore of human flesh. Suddenly, Kent sits bolt upright, his keen eyes centered on a tiny pinpoint of green light that seems to be moving across the sky. That light must be an airplane. Yes, it is. I can hear the sound of the motor. Inaudible to any ears but those of Superman, the hum of the approaching plane motor grows louder and louder as the invisible ship, marked only by wing light, circles slowly not far from the forest clearing where Kent, Jimmy, and Batiste have camped. Whoever's piloting that plane seems to be looking for something. I wonder what it is. Suddenly, as Kent watches the approaching plane, a gleaming ray of light stabs the darkness, reaching from the black depths of the forest beyond the clearing to the endless heavens above. Once, twice... Three times it flashes a wordless message to the circling plane. Dropping the guise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter, Superman comes to his feet, every muscle in his magnificent body tense. Well, looks like my suspicions were justified. Something's going on here. That plane and those signal lights must have some connection with those two game wardens. What was that? Sounded like an animal crashing through the brush. No, no, it couldn't have been. It stopped too suddenly. Wait a minute. 
I know what it was. That plane dropped something. Yeah. Now it's heading back from where it came. I think this deserves a little investigation. I'll just sneak off and see whether I can find out who was responsible for that signal. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Uh-oh. Jimmy's awake. I'll have to drop Superman for a while. Here I am, Jimmy. Oh, I got frightened when you didn't answer. Something woke me up. A funny noise, like a motor. Oh, you were probably dreaming. Go on back to sleep. Oh, isn't it time for me to get up? No, no, you still have a good two hours. Oh, okay. Hey, wait a minute. Look up there in the sky. What are those lights? No, oh, just a couple of stars. Oh, no, they're not. They're moving. Uh, don't get out of your sleeping bag, Jimmy. You'll freeze to death. I'll put my Mackin on. Mr. Kent, those airplane lights. That's what I heard, a plane motor. Well, what of it? Chances are it's a mail plane or maybe even a passenger transport. Flying over these woods? Why not? Has to fly over something to get to its destination. All right, come on now. Climb back into your bag. It's gone now. There's nothing more to see. Oh, I'm not sleepy anymore. I'll sit up with you. Now, isn't that silly? It isn't necessary for both of us to be awake. Well, and you turn in. Jimmy, sometimes you can be very exasperating. Oh, gosh, what have I done? Just because I'm not sleepy anymore, does that mean I'm exasperating? Shh, quiet. Wake Baptiste, then all three of us will be sitting up. Gee, Willikers, I don't get this. You mean to say just because I can't sleep? All right, all right, keep your shirt on. It isn't because you can't sleep, it's because you woke up at the wrong time. I couldn't help that. The plane motor did it. I know. See, I was just about to sneak away when you started yodeling for me. Sneak away? You were going to leave us? Just for a few minutes. Oh, I suppose I might just as well tell you. Tell me what? That plane you saw wasn't carrying mail or passengers. How do you know? Did it land? No, but it circled five or six times, evidently looking for something. Then a powerful light flashed a signal to it from a spot deep in the woods. Gosh. A minute or so after the signal flashed, I think the plane dropped something. Well, what do you think it dropped? A, a man? No, I doubt it very much. Anyway, now you know why your sudden awakening exasperated me. Well, what are we going to do about the plane and whatever it dropped, Mr. Kent? Well, the plane's gone, so we can't do much about that. I know, but... We could find out what it dropped and who flashed the signal to it. Well, that was my plan before you decided you'd had enough sleep. Oh, well, now we can both find out. That's the trouble. You mean you don't want me to go with you? Well... Oh, I see. You think I'll get in the way. No, no, no. It isn't that, Jimmy. What is it? Well, sometimes you hamper my movements. You make it, uh, well, difficult for me to be myself. Oh, I don't understand what you're driving at, Mr. Oh, Kent. forget it, Jimmy. It's not important. At any rate, I think we'd better wait until morning to do any prowling in these woods. So you can crawl back into your sleeping bag if you wish. Oh, no, not a chance. I wouldn't close an eye now for a million dollars. <laughs> I promise not to sneak away. Nothing doing. Okay. You will be the one who will be nodding all day tomorrow. I'd rather nod than miss anything exciting. Well, for all we know, it's nothing to get excited about. Maybe that's how the United States Conservation Service drops supplies to its game wardens. Oh, I meant to ask you, Mr. Kent. Well, what's a game preserve? Why, it's a tract of land, generally heavily wooded, set aside by the government to uh, protect wild animals and birds. Oh, protect them against what? The people who shoot and trap them. You see, Jimmy, a country like the United States owes all its strength and power to its natural resources. Not just the birds and animals, but its rivers and forests and minerals. If any of these are abused or overworked, future generations won't have water power and wood and coal. You remember how they were cutting giant oaks at the logging camp? Yes. The government watches that pretty carefully. It has what's called a reforestation service. New oak trees are planted to take the places of the ones cut down, so that a hundred years from now or so, America will still have mighty forests. And the government does all this? Mm -hmm. The government in Washington? Well, the government isn't only in Washington, Jimmy. It's in every state in the Union. 
It has game wardens, forest rangers, soil conservation experts, and... What made you stop? Wait a minute. I thought I heard voices. I don't hear anything. It's quiet. You listen. I hear them now. They're coming closer. Yes. I don't think we know how to drop them by this time. We're over too far, Gosh, Mr. Kent, they're looking for what the plane dropped. Quiet, Jimmy. Good gosh, Mr. Kent. But these dogs are barking. Those men will know we're here. Keep low, Jimmy. Right on the ground. Don't move a muscle. With their presence revealed by the barking of Batiste Huskies, the two men searching for the package dropped by the mysterious plane cannot help but find Kent, Jimmy, and the Canuck sled driver. Who are these men? And what is the strange mystery surrounding their midnight activities? Evidently, Clark Kent has again stumbled on something exciting. Keep listening for further developments. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.